Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Human Capital Institute's Nine to Thrive HR. I'm Alan Mellish, and I'm your host. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to rate and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Today's episode is brought to you by HCI's 2020 Strategic Talent Acquisition Conference. Join us live or virtually in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts on June 22nd through the 24th. To learn more about the conference, simply navigate to www.staconference.com. My guest today is Katrina Kippen. Katrina is a writing coach for recruiters and the CEO and founder of Three Ears Media. Katrina is going to be running a workshop at the conference on how to write better job postings. Katrina, welcome to the Nine to Thrive. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Let's get started. So job postings have been around since the Industrial Revolution and probably even further back than that. Why focus on them now? Uh, you know, I guess the question somebody might ask is, haven't we figured these things out yet? I wish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think what happened is that we decided we need a job posting. And I think that's broadly accepted that job postings are the currency of recruiting. You have to have one. But I've met very few people who have ever had the opportunity to be taught to write a job posting. And that's exactly why I started my company and why I offer workshops like the one we will be doing. Yeah, the uh, it's funny when uh, you think about that. It's almost like writing a letter. Uh, a lot of us, uh, if we did ever get training in that, it was it, somewhere back in elementary school where it was, you know, you put the address up in the top left-hand corner, you uh, have a salutation, you have a couple of, uh, you have a greeting, whatever. Um, but it's really not, really most of the job postings that you probably see out there, and if you've ever written one, you probably just did it based on what somebody was doing before you or what you've seen in looking at job posting yourself uh, and just sort of what seemed to be a good grouping of things to include and how to talk about it. But uh, it, it, you're absolutely right. It's kind of a uh, an important gateway into somebody considering taking a job. Uh, or applying for a job at your company, but it's not uh, it's not given the amount of attention that you would, uh, you know, making the uh, the the front entrance to a hotel or a restaurant. You want people to want to come in there, um, but I think a lot of job postings are not written with that kind of thought process behind them. Oh, absolutely, and I hear so often from people as well that they just don't feel confident as writers, and. That's a big challenge. When you go into something and you say, I'm not good at this from the first step, of course, you're going to open a window, search sales manager and start with what I call the copy and paste finger, right? You start by copying and pasting instead of truly thinking of the person you're trying to hire and writing content that makes them self-identify and say, that's me. I'm willing to change my whole life for this job. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. And I think that it would be helpful, I guess, for uh, we've talked a little bit about it, but it would be helpful to really get specific about how does that poorly constructed or maybe a better term, thoughtlessly constructed job posting impact your ability to hire good quality candidates? I think it crushes it, right? If we're not asking the right questions, how can we ever expect to get the right answers to get the right people on our doorsteps? And so, so often I see someone writing a job posting and it becomes this wish list. 
instead of a realistic description of someone with skills and experiences that can help that candidate self-identify. So again, if you're not asking the right question, you can never get that answer. Yeah. I, and part of it is a uh, an advertisement re- in reality. It's it, You're not going so broad as to be just selling Tide laundry detergent, but you are trying to uh, get that person who would be the right person, who would be the right person for the job to raise their hand and say, oh, I, you know, I see myself in this job description. Maybe I should check it out a little bit further. That's the distinct difference between being a great marketer and being a great recruiter and why I truly believe that recruiting is harder because marketers go into the world with one message that could please a million people and they have done a great job if they've convinced all million people versus a recruiter who has to create one message that goes to a million people and narrow that down to one. And when you think about that in the context of the job posting, I think that sets us up for a unique challenge when it comes to copywriting. Yes. Yeah. In theory, you only really have one product to sell um, rather than a million products to sell or a million uh, inventory of that product to sell. Um, So what are some characteristics of a good job posting? Something that is designed to do what we're talking about here. Absolutely. I tell people, number one, the difference between good and great is tone. It should sound like it's written about someone. It is not a list of requirements and descriptions. This is not a computer. You're hiring a person. It should sound like it was written about a person. The second one is that you should write with clarity over creativity. Do not go into the realm of, are you a coffee bean, a sunshine, or a whatever. Before you truly understand what you're looking for, write with clarity. Remember, the ultimate goal of a job post is that someone walks away and says, I can do the job. You have one job. Make sure that happens. I think the last one is that you write about experiences, not skills. And this is an easy way to avoid number one and number two, (laughs) is that you actually write about experiences that this person has had that qualify them for this job, not skills in the context of years or lists, because we know that all skills are not created equal. If I have five years of experience hosting webinars at a company that has five webinars a week, I have a little more experience than someone who hosts one webinar a quarter. If I did it for five years, I can say I have five years of experience. And there's a big discrepancy. That's a great point. And I think focusing too much on uh, the number of years somebody has been doing it, or like you said, it gets it gets away from things like frequency. Like if that was 80% of your job, you're right. You have a lot more experience than the person who, were, who, who that was 20% or 10% of their job. Um, and then also, I think one of the things you and I have talked about privately was that, was how sometimes these lists of requirements are, are going to turn off somebody who started off being really interested in the job. But then if they see something that's like must have 10 years experience uh, at, at X and they're only, you know, five years into their career in that particular industry, uh, does that mean they're a bad fit for the job? Not necessarily, so it might not be, uh, but they're going to think that they can't do the job or they won't be considered for the job if they don't have 10. 
Right. Well, and I think the other side of that is that if your company, uh, and it, by the way, you should be considering diversity and inclusion as you're creating job postings. And there's a lot of technical nuance to writing that job posting so you can attract the right person without detracting diverse candidates. So, for example, those skills and experiences often translate themselves into a bulleted list. There's data that shows if you have more than seven bullets on your job post, you're actually going to see fewer diverse candidates because there's a psychology that shows that they are less likely to apply unless they meet every single criteria. And there are a few things that I'll share during my workshop to specifically touch on diversity specifically. I'm, Of course, I am not the expert, but I have looked at that research and we are applying that to our job post writing. Yeah, yeah. And so that leads me actually to the next question I was going to going to ask you, which is for those of you who are in the audience right now and are lucky enough to attend this workshop with Katrina at the conference, what are they going to walk away with? They will walk away with tactics and strategies so that they can write a job post. You will be able to walk out of there knowing exactly what to do next. Yeah, I think that's really, and that was really one of the reasons why uh, I was excited to have you on the agenda. And the minute we started talking about this session, I was uh, I was getting more excited because that is one thing that's always a challenge to provide or a balance to maintain at uh, at events like this. It's really great to talk about big um, strategic. Uh, uh, challenges that people have overcome with with big you know uh, with big models and big org charts and and all of that and that's really one of the things we love it's you know stri- strategic is in the name of the conference it's one of the things that we love about it but it is also uh, it is really important I think to address these really fundamental and really it's a universal problem because nobody who's attending this conference is not. Um, on some level responsible for job postings or job postings affect the way that they're able to do their job as a talent acquisition practitioner. Um, So I really encourage everybody to, number one, look at just a couple of random job postings on their career page right now and think about, is there a way we could do this better? Does this make me excited about applying for this job if I'm the if I'm the target audience for it, does this speak to that target audience? Is it just a list like we've been discussing of skills and uh, uh, skills and experiences to get, or is it something that really um, speaks to that person and also is is not uh, shutting potential candidates out of the process too quickly um, by by making them think that they can't do it even if they even if they really could. So. Um, that's that's why I'm excited about this session, and and you should be too. All right, the final question, which is the most important question, Katrina, what's the best way for people to stay up to date on what you're doing? You're too kind. So I am actually the only Katrina Kibben in the world, and if anyone tries to steal my name, I will get you. So if you type in Katrina Kibben, you'll find me. Uh, but you can also go to katrinakibben.com and read my blog or threeearsmedia.com, which is my company named after two dogs with four ears. But I will tell you the whole story if you ask. Wonderful. Another thing you could walk away from the conference with is the story of, of the three ears and the two dogs. So 
Thanks, Katrina, so much for your time. Once again, if this discussion was of interest to you, take the next step and go to staconference.com to learn more about attending this event live or virtually. And for all ideas related to talent management and HR, check out the Human Capital Institute at hci.org. Don't forget to rate us and subscribe to us and like us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Alan Mellish.